This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be headed to rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio Dan. What a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both. Hit them adults and if you're an adult or just trying to be one this is the show for you and boy is it Mm -hmm. this is uh this is a special week with capital (laughs) s we've got a very steamy juicy episode for you guys i think juicy is the best word it probably is the best word um so i don't want to even take any more time no i I think think we we, skip the normal stuff skip the wins and fails we're skipping and we're gonna jump right in to our chat with sexual wellness expert kiana reeves who works with one of the companies that now sponsors adulting like a mother father for you um i'll be honest i'm i'm a new fan of theirs and i'm sure if you listen more you will understand why um but stay tuned for the end of the show because andrew and i have a lot to unpack and i think that might be gosh even more interesting than than the whole it's gonna be hard to beat the conversation with kiana (laughs) we'll see all right guys uh stay tuned this one's uh this one's steamy let's go Welcome to the show, Kiana. Thank you for being with us. Um, as you know, I think we talked before this uh, about how uh, sexual wellness is a newer topic that we're discussing on adulting and something we've really wanted to dive deep into for a long time, or at least I have. Andrew's over here about to I'm actually sweating. <laughs> <laughs> about to actually die. So that will make for an interesting conversation. Um, but before we get started with my juicy questions, no pun intended, um, I would love to know a little bit about your background and how you got started in this sexual wellness world. I love it. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, It's my favorite thing to talk about. I love when people are uncomfortable. It's a good (laughs) sign. If you're sweating, it means you're in the right territory. Um, How did I get in this world? Well, I had a very deep interest in sexuality my whole life. I was the person who is, had a speculum in college and was helping my friends find their cervixes. <laughs> and then I had two kids. And in that process of becoming a mom, I really, really felt what was happening in our kind of culture around motherhood and sexuality and kind of that split that happens where you're no longer allowed in a way to be this like youthful, sexual, sensual representation of yourself because you're mom now. And so I dove into that. I dove into pelvic health. I did a lot of studies doing intravaginal pelvic work and working with scar tissue, birth injury, um, just processing emotions that are around our sexuality that are stored in the pelvis sexual trauma, things like that. And then really moved into the space of being a somatic sex educator. So 
essentially like plant hands-on pleasure education was how I learned sex education, which is a really different approach than the kind of just conceptually understanding it. Um, and that's really when I, I came on board at Foria too. So our missions were very aligned what I was doing. I was running my own company at the time, um, but our missions were so aligned and I saw an opportunity for the way that I could potentially help storytell. Like so much of my role here is what do we talk about? Like where are the, the areas that people are so hungry for more information and how can we get that information in a way that's an invitation and not something that's causing like a big trigger or feeling shameful or, you know, it's sensitive topic. All of it is sensitive. So how do we do that with grace and with understanding? Yeah, that's so interesting. And one thing I want to clarify, are you doing work with just females or males also? Um, my training was with both. My private practice uh, before I came on board full-time with Foria was just with females. Um, but I'm, it would really depend on the context. But yeah, my training is in both. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, this whole world, this topic is so interesting because it, partially it feels like, and this is just my perspective that a lot of this stuff should come naturally. Like we should just understand it. Like that should be in our nature. Um, and then there's also a lot of, when you're not taught about it, like, especially in a family, like I grew up in where it's not a, it's really not a conversation you have, you know, the birds and the bees is like lightly touched on and then everybody moves on. So like, you're never really told about this stuff and you, you dive into this world thinking, you know, what you're doing for yourself and for others. When in reality you don't. And like, even in my thirties now, there's a lot of insecurity around like, am I doing this right? Wrong. Is this person happy? Am I as like as fulfilled as I can be in this? I'm shocked that you're being so vulnerable. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, you know, you said something that I think is so important and like it is instinctual and it is part of our nature and it gets kind of, taught out of us, you know, we're taught from a very early age, even like when we're pre-verbal and kind of like these subconscious memories, don't touch yourself there. You know, like that part of your body is dirty or don't do that in public. And there's so much subliminal messaging that happens in early childhood around sexuality and sensual expression of your pleasure that even if it is instinctual, we start to be in conflict with ourselves around what's right, what's appropriate, what should I do? And then the things that we're not taught about touching other people's bodies around consent, around understanding how to say, you know, like, does this feel good? Tell me what you want more of. Would it feel good if I did this? You know, all of that makes somebody a really great lover, like being able to pay attention. And we just, we, that, those are skills. That's like a muscle that you can build again and again and again, your whole life long, you know? Do you find on just on this note, and then we'll move on. Do you find that most people have difficulty in expressing like what they want and need and what yes. feels? Yes. yes. Yes, because we anatomically don't even know how to refer to our body. And then within the context of like, it's really intimate and vulnerable sometimes to say like, I love when you touch my ex like this, you know, like how do you sexually want to refer to your genitals and your body? And, you know, all of that, like to, to verbalize that with a partner is incredibly vulnerable because it means you're opening up to a space where you might be perceived as like 
you know, in all number of ways. So yes, it's incredibly vulnerable. We don't have practice at it. And that is why I actually think it's one of the greatest opportunities for intimacy because intimacy requires vulnerability of a a massive scale. You know, it requires us to kind of like shed those things that we think we're supposed to be good at the performance aspect of things. And it requires us to really like be seen in our beauty and in our discomfort and in our shame and in our pleasure, all of it. (laughs) All that resonates a lot with me. And I'm sure everybody listening feels similar as well. Um, I want to switch a bit and just break down for us the connection with Foria and everything that Foria is about. Because Foria really has created a space in sexual wellness that didn't exist before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we came in through the pathway of cannabinoids and our kind of origin story is this interesting moment. Our founder had a, like a light bulb moment, you know, he was in the condom industry making kind of, he's a social entrepreneur. So he had like a Tom's shoe kind of model for condoms. So he was thinking about sex a lot and he was in that space and he had this idea as someone was talking about cannabis, about cannabis oil and using it on genitals. And no one had done it in recent, you know, kind of capitalist history. I'm sure people have been doing it for thousands of years. And when he looked at the research around it being an aphrodisiac and enhancing pleasure, being pain reducing, it was almost like this no brainer. And so really like our foundation was this lightning in a bottle. And as soon as we got the first product out, people started experiencing orgasms and sexual pleasure in a way that they never had. And that has been our continual access point. And we've particularly focused on pleasure for women and people with vulvas because it's been such an underserved community. You know, you look at porn, you look at um, even the way that we storytell in like Hollywood movies around what good sex looks like. And the trajectory is almost always a narrative around what we would associate with more kind of male sexuality, which is like a really quick arousal, really quick, you know, rapid moment to climax. And then everyone comes together. And that was like the hot, passionate sex. So are you telling me that it doesn't work like that? No, it doesn't work like that. I mean, sometimes it does, you know, especially early on in relationships, but there's this, I think you guys will like this. There's different types of desire And desire is like, it's different than arousal. So arousal's actually your physical body response. So it's either getting an erection or starting to feel like fullness in your labia and getting lubricated. That is arousal. The process of desire sometimes predicates or is like it happens before arousal. For other people, it doesn't. So there's responsive desire and responsive desire is very interesting. And what we're used to seeing is spontaneous desire. That's where people are like all of a sudden really turned on going at it. They're aroused at the same time. Um, and that is really study shows really much more correlated with men and with people who have penises. So the kind of like spontaneous idea to have sex or spontaneous turn on, but there's this whole world around responsive desire that actually the body has to be stimulated through the senses first, through touch, through scent, through a visual, like an erotic movie or reading a book that kind of like gets something stirring in your body. And then the arousal will come from there, but it's not always this spontaneous, like I'm ready to go, babe, 
feeling in your body. And I think that's especially important for people who have, you know, been told that they have like libido issues or a low sex drive or even moms, because we like, I really identify with this, especially with young kids. When you're always external, you don't really like ever, for me, I didn't ever really feel like I was in the space where I was like, Ooh, spontaneous, like sexy feelings not happening. But to understand that actually I have a really strong sex drive. I just need it through the senses, usually first, especially in long-term relationships. Like that can be a game changer for people, you know, like huge. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. You guys, I'm officially a wine drinker. And Bev has really been the gateway in my life. Um, I love that there's zero sugar and three carbs, only 100 calories per can. Um, And the best part is, because I love it so much, we are going to actually choose five of you who purchased Bev this week to send $50 to. Damn. Whose money is that coming from? What do you mean? It's the, this is what wine drinkers do. Oh, this do. is house money. Okay, house money. House yeah. money. I'm trying to I'm trying to get my mother fathers to like you know cheers above with me. Okay, I like that. So fifty bucks for five of you who order by the end of the week. All you have to do is let us know in a review or show us on Instagram or whatever. It's yes, really that screenshot simple. your order and we'll choose five of you. Yeah, and she wasn't kidding. Bev is bomb, even for me as a male. Um, they're dry, crisp, a little fuzzy, super refreshing and delicious. They have four varietals: rosé, sauce. Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir. Mm. Uh, the cans are super cute. They ship right to your door. They have four packs that are great for gifting, hosting, social distance hangs, all the things. That's right. And you guys, we've worked out an exclusive deal for our Adulting Like a Mother Father listeners. You can receive 20% off your first order plus free shipping on all orders i suggest trying their best-selling ladies night variety pack so you can check out all their delicious varietals so all you have to do is go to drinkbev.com slash adulting or use our code adulting at checkout to claim this deal it's 20 percent off that's drinkbev d-r-i-n-k-b-e-v.com slash adulting and uh, we'll choose five of you to hook up bam and now back to adulting like a mother father. Can you give an example? I know you said like touch, smell, but like just an actual example of like what that looks like. Um, what that could, yeah. 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 So it's kind of like, how can you, if you know that your partner tends to be more responsive desire, um, how can you help set the mood? And this is kind of like a cliche, you know, what do you do with lighting? What do you do with candles? What do you do with touch that would actually help their body relax and be open to a sensual sexual moment? And there is so much, and I'll bring this in too, because it feels important is like the, the way that the female brain is wired is we're wired to be able to pay attention to a lot of things all at once. And it's one of our greatest skills. And it's also really hard sometimes then to become singularly focused and available for intimacy. And so sometimes using the senses as this pathway to help the noise drop out, we kind of talk about it as like getting out of your head and into your body. So using lighting, using um, sound, like something, a song, for example, mm-hmm. that really, you know, turns you on. Um, and it doesn't always have to be your partner too. Like if you know that 
you're wanting to connect with your partner in that way, but you're not like feeling sexy or sensual. You're not really feeling turned on. You can use your own pathways. Um, Sometimes I'll put on like my favorite, really sexy playlist and we'll just like go for it for a half an hour with myself and I'll feel my body. I'll like feel my, my longing for like sexual and sensual connection to come through. And that starts to activate it in me. So it's just about like experimenting with what, you know, you respond to. Some people love like a really good erotic film or a porn or um, erotic literature, anything like that. And you'll start to notice like, Oh, like I wasn't thinking about it before. And now I'm like, you can kind of sense that your juices are flowing, so to speak. I'm glad that you brought all that up because I don't think um, it's as simple as let's just have sex. And I think the longer you're with someone, you're right. Like it does take more effort and it does take um, a little bit of creativity. And that's kind of why I've been wanting to learn more about that for our own relationship, especially since becoming a mom, because um, prior to that, I almost feel like, um, let's just say the focus has shifted and it's become more important now, which is interesting, right? Because you said most people postpartum, it's very common for them to feel like maybe their libido is dropped, but like, I want to feel desired now more than ever, because I feel like I work so damn hard (laughs) that like that to me is like a piece of my mental health that I almost like need in order to, to do life and like feel fulfilled. So I'm more interested in like, I guess, diving deeper into what I can do, what we can do differently and how it can be, you know, a more interesting experience for both of us. And that's why I'm, I'm interested in having this conversation, but I'm also interested in learning about Foria and how that plays a role because, you know, I'll jump right to it. I, I want to know more about the suppositories. <laughs> I want to learn more about how we can use the products together um, in addition to obviously on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So the product, so we designed our whole intimacy line based around the bot, the, the female body or the body of people with vulvas. And that, you know, like knowing that the female sexual response is complex, it is highly emotional. There's hormones involved. There's lots involved, but there's also the process of just like getting the blood flow to the genitals. That's really, really important for pleasure. And we're not taught this, but um, we have as much erectile tissue as a person with a penis does. So all of the blood flow that needs to go into the penis to make it erect is the amount of blood flow that we need to feel like very heightened states of arousal and pleasure. And we're not taught that, like how to notice that, like, what does that look like in your body? Um, That looks like, you know, fuller labia, your outer labia are fuller, your clitoris gets swollen and fuller. Some, for some people, depending on your hormonal state, um, it means like a lot of lubrication, but you'll notice that sensation starts to enhance as that process happens. And so we also have internal sexual organs, like the, the vagina is inside of our bodies. And so a lot of the products on the market aren't really addressing that specific type of genitalia. Like lube is great, but where else can we go to help the pelvis relax, to help the tissues fill with blood, to help the sensation feel heightened? 
and that's really kind of how we mapped out the line. And the, the first product we came out with is the Awaken Arousal Oil. And that's really about awakening, bringing and activating that tissue, filling it with blood, getting the juices going, making sure that everything, once touch starts to happen, once play starts to happen, everything feels like really, really good, heightened. Um, and then with that, we also realize that, you know, people can't get a lot of the awaken internally and there's a ton of pleasure centers intravaginally. A lot of people are engaging in penetrative sex. Um, so how do we also help those parts of the body, you know, gain the benefits of these different plants that we use to really help stimulate and enhance pleasure. And, um, that's what the suppositories were for is we were really seeing that concentrated doses of this CBD and the cannabinoids that we use vaginally or rectally, um, help relax and help people like really feel relaxed and really comfortable. Um, and when you look at studies of CBD, there haven't been any done specifically on the genitals, unfortunately, but it's very well known to be anti-inflammatory. It's uh, vasodilating, which means it assists in blood vessels kind of opening and flowing more easily. Um, it's great at relaxing muscles. And the two main things there is if you have tension in your pelvic floor, it's going to restrict blood flow. If you have inflammation in your pelvic floor, it's going to really uh, impact the quality of the pleasure you can experience. It probably might feel painful or uncomfortable. Um, and when you're relaxed, you actually can access much deeper pleasure and likely much deeper orgasms. And so the suppository is that's like the key to their design is just like, how do you relax and allow this to be something that really, really feels so luxurious and delicious as penetration should feel. And then the other part of the line um, is our lube. And, you know, you go into like any pharmacy or you, wherever you would buy a lube and you look at the ingredients and it's like full of stuff you would not want to put in your body, let alone put on your genitals, which are super absorbent. They, they like go straight into your bloodstream. And so we created a lube that's just two ingredients the CBD, of course, is helping to relax and enhance the pleasure, but it's really about like lube in general should be used by everyone all the time. It protects mm. all of the super delicate tissues. Um, if you're going for a long time with your partner, like that lubrication reduces the friction, makes it feel better for everybody involved. And so that kind of like the trifecta of those three products together are really around like how much pleasure can somebody feel and how can we assist that even more? You know, it's interesting that, sorry, not to cut you off, but yeah. on that same note um, with like relaxing and um, I read or I saw, you know, some actual posts that people were talking about how your products also benefited their or help them with like endo endometriosis, Crohn's. Um, and then when you mentioned the, opening up of the vein vasos or whatever I've been suffering from vasospasms from breastfeeding. Um, and I took a bath using the Foria bath salts with the kava in it. And I'm not just, I mean, it really helped. And I, I didn't realize that it helped because it was helping maybe open up, you know, 
whatever was constricted in my boobs, but Mm. it makes so much sense now, which is like blood flow is so important to so many things, specifically sex, but also like, you know, the most sensitive part of my body outside of my vagina is my boobs and my nipples. And so that's why I'm struggling so much with breastfeeding. And I, the products really helped like that CBD effect seemed to really bring a lot of relief. That's amazing. We haven't, I mean, that it's just like the amazing benefit of using plants and botanicals is that there's not just one specific benefit to it. There's like many, many, many. And I love that. I'm so glad that those are supporting you. in that. Yeah. I just think um, in general, I'm grateful for having conversations like this because this is kind of a first for Andrew and I, we've been together almost 10 years or yeah, 10 years. And so we are not shy to admit that like, I personally feel like we've just scratched the surface. Um, We live on the surface and that's becoming less and less appealing to me personally. Um, And I look at it like a reward, like I kind of said to you, and I think that has to do with being postpartum two kids. Like I just feel more interest in all of this. Um, Do you have any pointers for women who are postpartum who maybe don't have that same drive to be intimate with their partner because that's completely normal, but how they can find more of that intimacy within? Yeah. Yeah. I think actually in both cases, so like for bringing more of that kind of like dynamic depth to your relationship and also for women who are really experiencing, you know, like, how do I get back into my sensuality? It's, it's a similar process, right? Because first and foremost, it's about getting really real with yourself about what your like deep, deep inner desires are. And sometimes we have to create space from our partners to feel ourselves, especially if you've been together for a really long time. You know, we, we get like so beautifully enmeshed together that sometimes it's hard to know, like, who's doing what for who mm-hmm. and to be able to like step back. And so a lot of the times the practices I recommend will be like, you have to carve out at least half an hour to an hour a day where you're alone, whether that's in a bath or you're doing a self-pleasure practice or you are dancing, you know, and feeling your body in a way that is filled with pleasure because then you start to orient around like, Oh, like, what do I want? And where is this going to lead me? Because if you know what you really want, and this is like just the starting point and he knows what he really wants, it's just going to be bring so much richness to the experience because you're experiencing him as an other, not as a familiar, you know, you're experiencing like novelty and newness and things open up in him. And likewise, he'll feel that in you and where you're exploring with yourself. So um, I think that's a key place to start. And what it also helps for, for women who are postpartum, they're really feeling disconnected from that part of themselves. It'll help them feel connected to the core of themselves that is just for them. It's not for the baby. It's not for the other family members. It's not for their partner. It's for them. And when we live, I really believe this about moms, especially is that we are so trained to give, give, give. And it's beautiful. Like that giving is that outpouring of love is like life sustaining and essential. And if we don't know how to come back into the heart of like, just this is me for me, 
we're going to not feel like we can give to anyone else and everything's going to feel like a burden. And I think a lot of times sex starts to feel like a burden, like you have to do it for your partner. So they get their needs met, but we're not even like in touch with our own needs around it. And you have to be in touch with your own sensuality in order to feel open to that, to somebody else. All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. I'm sure you are all wondering how my Mother's Day went. So let me tell you, it was beautiful. It was simple. We were just outside with the family. It was a gorgeous day. And you know what made me really realize who we need to give it up to? OG mom. Mother Earth. Facts. That's right. Mother Earth. One more time, please. Mm, Mother Earth. (laughs) You're done. Uh, You know who else loves Mother Earth? Who? Aspiration. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, And I know you guys do too. You're a community of game changers. So I want you to do this. I want you to get smarter with your money right now or as soon as you're done with the show. I want you to go to aspiration.com slash adulting and open your new account. They're going to give you up to $200 when you do this. And then you're going to get so many freaking benefits beyond that. Absolutely. So you guys can get up to 10% cash back in environmentally friendly partners. You could also access up to 20 times the interest of a traditional bank. Hello. You could also choose to plant a tree with any purchase, which is really, really special. So all you have to do is for a limited time, Aspiration is going to give you that up to $200 when you open an account at aspiration.com slash adulting. Learn more details and really just make a better world. Go to aspiration.com slash adulting. And open your new account. That's right. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. On, um, so my question around that is like, do you often come across people who maybe feel guilty around the idea of like pleasuring themselves outside of their relationship? Um, cause I know how healthy it is and I'm an advocate for, you know, it, I just, um, it's almost like I look at it as like a card and it's like, Oh, I already used my card for the day. You know what I mean? Like the gift cards dry now. And if you're interested in doing something tonight, like, Oh my bad, I can't believe I, I already, you know, used the rest that was on the card. Yeah, That totally makes sense. Well, I think there's a couple things there. like we're, we're taught that, um, a lot of people think that you only masturbate, like if you're alone, Right. And so we have a little bit of that story. It's used in place of a partner. And the cool thing about the female physiology or for a person with a hormonal makeup, that's predominantly estrogen, progesterone driven is that we have, when we orgasm this unlimited capability to continue orgasming, and there's not a refractory period as in the same way as there are usually for men when they ejaculate. Wow. And what happens to us chemically is that we get hits of dopamine and oxytocin in ways that like really feed our creativity and really feed our sense of like empowerment, really set our nervous system in a really good kind of regulated way. And so the more orgasms you have, the better. Mm-hmm. And likely if you're masturbating regularly, regularly, or you have a self-pleasure practice that's regular, it's going to um, boost your libido because it's something that's kind of like continually flowing in your awareness and in your relationship with your body. So I totally get the, like I've used my card for the day and I think that's, and I could be wrong, but it's probably more about timing. Like how much time do I actually have to like 
enjoy this. If I already did this, then I'm not going to have time, you know? Um, so I think that that is an invitation to, again, is just to like, go mm-hmm. like, okay, there's my story around like this or that. And how can actually I bring self-pleasure in to make it even more exciting for us. And sometimes I actually really like this, so I'll, I'll drop it here, but self-pleasuring and having your partner watch you and like witnessing each other as you touch yourself, or it's like one person's touching themselves while the other watches, or you do it at the same time is like, it's so hot. It's so hot. And they will see things about you that they never knew in ways that you like to touch yourself that maybe they're not touching you that way, you know? Yeah. And like bringing that level of, um, like sexual tension into a dynamic is really rad. Um, I, I want to take a breath and let Andrew say something right now. <laughs> I have sweat coming down my arm, just FYI. No, I, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause as you're saying that, I'm just thinking like, yeah, what, a, what an amazing learning experience yeah. to go through that together. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you can be together for 10 years and still not know everything about what the other person wants or needs. And I, I would imagine that that holds you back from trying sometimes because you don't want to look like you don't know. Yeah, sure. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And then it like it opens. So to me, like that level of willingness to be vulnerable and to be seen then opens the doors to these other places where you can be like, um, you know, for a lot of women, it's like the desire to like be commanded or like told what to do. And that's not, that's like a territory that can be really edgy for people, you know? So to be like, like, I really like need you to tell me what to do, you know, or like, please tell me what to like getting into these like really interesting things where you can totally be on the same page about it being awkward at first, because usually it will feel brand new and like new muscles are being tested, but you just might find something that is like so erotic to you both. And it just unlocks another door where you're like, Fuck, like that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I resonate with that. I don't know if it's like the actor in me, but I, but I can easily kind of go there in my head. Really? Yeah. yeah. Role plays. Don't it's- really me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like a little boy right now you know what's wild is um i'll give you a tiny bit of context and then we'll move on because i know we have some really good emails that i want to get to um but you know i was a late bloomer like very late bloomer he was my first relationship and prior to that i had maybe a handful of experiences outside of him and you know majority of them were not something to write home about. Um, I didn't know my body. I didn't know what I was doing. Long story short, all of my, like, um, I guess sort of lessons and, and experimentation has been with, with Andrew. And as, as when I look at Andrew, I'm like, Oh my God, he was the guy who was like hooking up with anyone. Like I just <laughs> had a different idea of him. Right. Like he's yeah. going to show me the way, like, we're going to like go on this, like whole journey together. And in reality, sometimes you like, it's very different, right? Like mm-hmm. you're very like gentle and sweet. And like, you know, I think that's, it's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful dynamic, but I think just because we've been together so long, um, I've just, I've just been wanting to, 
to look at like pay more attention to like the, the rhythm and the, I guess, you know, lack thereof that we've gone into. <laughs> well, and it's interesting you say that too, is because like, I know for men, there's this, especially right now because of me too. And because this, there's like so much sensitivity mm. around the way that they're allowed to engage our bodies. Um, that there's not a lot of permission for them to be forceful. Mm-hmm. And even though that's like what a lot of women want, it's like, how do you walk the line yeah. of giving them permission to go there and letting them know that you want that and you feel safe with them yeah. and letting them stretch into that, you mm-hmm. know, because that has been quite literally like there's so many statistics around rape and sexual abuse. And if a guy is trying to be a really good dude, that is going to be a really far reach for him to be able to touch that in himself and feel like he's still a good man and he's treating you right. You know? So like being able to dig into that and go like, this would feel really good for me. And like, you find your edge and you find your edge and you really like, I mean, you can go to really deep, dark places together in places that would feel really edgy for you both and still feel really safe and super intimate and connected. And it's just about sometimes having the conversation or you letting him know what you're available for and like what you're really like wanting deep, like the craving underneath, you know, all of it. And he probably has some of that for you too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's just, I think we're both guilty of it, right? Like, I'm sure there are things that we've just held back from, you know, expressing because it just feels awkward or, you know, and I'm, I'm openly saying that even though we've been together 10 years, just because life comes fast. And I think, you know, you have a couple kids and priorities shift and you just don't make that conversation top of mind, um, especially when you're exhausted. But um, I really do believe that it plays a big role in like, you know, the health and wellness of yourself and also your relationship. And that's why it's become more important now. Um, yeah. 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 And I'll say this too, because it, I, I think it applies to you guys, but I've been working with a teacher for over a year now who works in the realm of polarity and sexual expression and like kind of like he calls it the yoga of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what our workshops are doing are kind of like identifying archetypal energies, you know, around like being um, like really slutty or like really innocent or like, I mean, or Mm -hmm. there's so many textures, there's so many flavors, but, um, and the same for the men is identifying like different, you know, you could name them as like James Bond or like the King or like the warrior, like the, whatever it is, but all of these different flavors that we want to experience in our lover, you know, and you had said, you know, when you first met him, you thought he was like, James like, Bond. Show you it's like James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be like a really fun flavor for you guys to play with. Right. Yeah, and yeah. for him to go there, you might need to go to like slutty bimbo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Really, realistically for him to like feel that in his body. Like what is the thing that would also call that out in him? Interesting. And, part of what we do in the workshops is actually embodying, like acting it out. It's like theater, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh, it's like sexual erotic theater. And it is the craziest, most awesome 
Wow. And it, it opens up so much in you in knowing like, oh my God, I actually really want this. Like this is something I've been craving and had no idea. Can I ask you a question about these workshops? Just because yeah. this is where my head goes. Yeah. Do people have like orgasms in class? I think that they could, but it's, there's no sex that actually happens. It's all clothes on. No, no totally. But I'm just saying just almost from the yeah. experience alone, okay. like if you're heightened yeah. enough, like some people have had energetic orgasms. I, that doesn't happen to me. I have like, people get really turned on. It's yeah, I'm sure. Messy, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Oh my gosh. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. Undone Beauty. I love talking about Undone Beauty because I use Undone Beauty every single day. I don't know if you caught my story the other day, but I literally did my full face with their lip to cheek palette. I'm obsessed. So I did my lips, my cheeks, and my eyes all with my finger. They're super easy to blend. They have multitasking palettes and there's no dividers. So you could use your fingers, a brush, whatever. Um, Sometimes I use a little sponge. They have the best concealer. People ask me all the time how I look rested. I don't. I just use their conceal to reveal. And um, their warm-up bronzer is beautiful. Their Nonzer, this highlighting palette, is gorgeous. It's literally a showstopper. I'm sure you've seen it on my Instagram. But the most gorgeous tones, you can use it with the brush, your finger, the whole works. But I think what really drew me to Undone Beauty is the fact that they're vegan, they're cruelty-free, they're clean, and they're affordable. You can get them at Target and Ulta or online. Honestly, um, I can't say enough good things about Undone Beauty. I'm just stoked to have them sponsor the show there's the stuff I use every day. So check them out at Target and Ulta. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Well, that's, I mean, okay. I'll let you want to jump in with some of these questions. Cause I know. Yeah. I have so many thoughts, but we're going to get to the, the listener questions. <laughs> Otherwise we never will. Um, <laughs> we'll have a whole offline <laughs> conversation. After yeah, this. no, this needs to be ongoing for sure. <laughs> um, so I have names, but I think I'm going to keep it anonymous just, just to be safe here. Um, okay. So the first one is how can the conversation assuming around sex be comfortable for both in a male female relationship and what's considered a healthy sex life? Ooh, well, a healthy sex life is anything you want it to be. It could be once a month if that feels healthy. Like the cool thing about sex is it's an agreement about the way you're engaging each other. So what are your needs? First, I would say is like what you need to get clear on. And you might have different needs, right? Like one person might need, like I need like deep, intimate, connected sex, like three times a week. And the other person might be like, I need sex like twice a month you know, and then I'm tapped. And so I think a healthy sex life is really how do you meet in the middle and meet each other's needs while really honoring your own. And, um, I forget the second, the other part of the question, which was, I think around communication. Yeah. It was just, how can the combo be comfortable for both people in a relationship? Yeah. Well, it likely won't be comfortable. And that's like why we don't have it. Right. Because it's too uncomfortable to bring up. Like I'm, you know, I'm really hungry and like want to connect with you more. And like, I'm afraid of being rejected or, you know, sometimes I reach out to you and I'm, I just really want to be intimate with you and you're not available. And that's happened for five years. And now I'm you know, I'm afraid. And so I think actually the way to approach conversations are again, through your own needs, like, what do you need? What do you want? And not putting the blame of your needs on your partner, but just saying like, I need touch, like I need, um, 
you know, to feel you close. Like, and I, I need you to kiss me, you know, or like, I need you to spank me and like grab my ass and pull my hair. Like that is a really like, I need that. And to, to start with that will also be an invitation for a partner to go like, and I really need this. Like, I need you to feel like, you know, like you love my, like, I need to know, I need that from you, you know? And those types of, um, those types of uncomfortable kind of shares that initially would feel really maybe awkward or intimidating end up being the juice that really gets you into the space where you can have super hot, intimate, erotic connection. Yeah. yeah. The best part of all this is just how calmly you say everything. <laughs> I know. I've been like as a listener, I would just be so drawn in right now. Well, it's so important to normalize this stuff, right? Like we're all we're all used to to putting it in this box that like we're not allowed to open. And like you yeah. said, like wasn't something we talked about in our homes growing up. And I'm curious to know how we approach it with our own kids because I definitely don't want them to have the same hangups I did around it. Um, because that was its own hurdle, you know, to get over and the guilt and the shame. And I just want all of it to go away. Um, so to hear you talk about everything so calmly is the way it should be, because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's no yeah. different than eating lunch, right? Like we all are sexual be- beings. Yeah. 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 It's just uncommon, but I appreciate it. Um, okay. So we're going to try to jam through some of these. Cause I know we have a, a baby waking up here. Um, should female masturbation be discussed more? I know we kind of touched on this already. Yeah, it should be discussed more and it should just, um, I think actually masturbation in general, like we, the majority of people grew up masturbating. So nobody would hear them hiding and Mm -hmm. doing it really fast. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, so goal oriented, get like rub one out right now, done. Don't let anyone know. And that type of pattern leads into your partnered sexual experiences. Like if that's your path to orgasm, that's how you're going to try to reach orgasm with a partner. And if that's the only place that you can look for it, then you're not going to have a lot of range in how you arrive there. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to just, um, I'm going to bathe in that one. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was um, okay. Next one is thoughts on lubricants. I've never used them. Is that normal? I know we touched on this too. It sounds like a hundred percent. Yes. Everyone should use them every time. Wow. Okay. I'm okay. Even if you're really wet, because yeah, no, like, of course. If you're going for a long time, it just like some of that lubrication is just gonna naturally like reabsorb into your body. And so pain and micro tears and all of that starts to happen when you don't have enough lube. So just having it on hand and and then studies show that 30, I think it's like around 30% increase in pleasure for both partners just from using lube alone because it enhances the pleasure and your sensation. Okay. Okay. Amazing. A couple more. Um, okay. I've recently had some trouble regarding my boyfriend and I's sex life. I feel like my sex drive has really decreased, but his hasn't whenever he's in the mood and I'm not, he gets really pushy and makes me feel violated in a way we have a great relationship and he's a great man. He definitely doesn't force me to do anything, but how do I communicate or surpass the feeling of feeling violated? Yeah, this is, I mean, it's, I think it's really common, right? It's because we expect our partners to take care of and be responsible for our sexual needs when in fact they are not like we have to be 
have to be responsible for our own sexual needs. Nobody owes us anything. And the best sex comes from when we have desire in our own bodies for connecting with that person. So unfortunately it sounds like her partner doesn't know how to communicate his needs and that he wants her and that he doesn't feel desired in return. And so he's kind of projecting a little bit, you know, onto her or maybe it's not a her, but my suggestion is this is you have to reveal how that makes you feel. You have to say like, Oh, like that feels really yucky when you talk to me like that or ouch, like that hurts so much when you say those things to me, you know, and like not making him wrong, but really letting him know what that does to you because it's, you're shutting down. Like you're, that's really what's happening in this moment. And it's likely going to make it so that you don't want to have sex more and more and more frequently because Mm -hmm. there's a mounting pressure. So a share your feeling around it. Don't make him wrong for it, but just whatever it brings up for you, like, ow, I feel violated or like, yeah, that really doesn't feel good. Like the, the verbal kind of expression of it, the sounds of like, yuck, or like, ugh, you know, in a loving way can help someone who doesn't necessarily know how that type of communication is landing in your body. It will help them understand what it's actually doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, this last question is something that I actually really resonate with. Um, so it says getting into the mood for sex. I'll think about it during the day, like tonight's the night, but by the time the kids are in bed, clothes are put away and dishes are done. Um, that she's over it and she wants to wind down and go to sleep. The desire is just not there. Any tips would be great. Are there vitamins for this kind of thing (laughs) for you? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot you can do and, and this is normal, right? Because even from a hormonal perspective, most people's cortisol, which is like their energy bank starts really strong in the morning and then it dwindles by the end of the day, which is when we end up feeling really tired. So the first thing I would say is like, can you have sex at other times? Like, can you make it a lunchtime quickie thing? Or can you carve out half an hour before dinner? And like, I, I know not everyone's into screens, but like give your kids something to do for half an hour and lock the door. Can you have morning sex? Like morning sex is a really, really fun um, time to connect with someone. Cause you're fresh out of your dreams. You're not thinking a million things usually. So working with the time around it. And then if nighttime is really the only time you have, usually if you feel really tired, um, you can work that edge. You can acknowledge that you're feeling tired and you can commit to that type of connection. And once you start to get the juices going, like maybe it's not at the forefront of your mind. Once you start working with that responsive desire, it'll kick in and you won't feel as tired. And that's where you have to really go like, okay, like what is a higher priority here for real connecting intimately with my partner or, you know, getting an extra hour of sleep. Um, the other conversation I have all the time, really. (laughs) And the other thing is like, um, pleasure is regenerative, right? So a lot of the things that are exhausting for us, or at least seem exhausting in our head really are actually exhausting in real life. Pleasure is not one of those things. We might have the experience of like sex as part of the to-do list. And that's like the association we 
the association we have with like, it's for our partner or have to do this, but pleasure, the act and experience of pleasure itself is regenerative. It regulates your nervous system. It diminishes your stress response. It boosts all of your like happy neurochemicals. And so kind of knowing that and just working with yourself will help. And then there's absolutely things you can do that will support um, your libido. And usually libido is like, it's not just working hormonally. It's also working with like, what is your stress level, your chronic like stress level and how can you support? So B vitamins, vitamin C, anything that's nourishing kind of adaptogenic for your um, adrenals for your nervous system will boost, but, you know, work with a functional MD on that too, if it's like a really significant issue. That's great advice. It makes perfect sense. You know, our environment and our lifestyle plays such a role in how we respond to, you know, I guess our, our sexual response too. So I am going to keep all of this in my back pocket moving (laughs) forward. Um, I really appreciate you being so open with us and our listeners, because it's definitely a conversation I want to have more of. And, um, I think we all should, you know, we, we only live once, you know, why hold back, right? Like this is important for all of us, you know, of who's in the position to be diving into this themselves. So, um, which is of all age, right? All ages. It really is for all ages. I also think like sex is like the creative force of the universe. It's like what brings, it's literally how we're all here. Right. Even what I'm, what I'm referring to is like just pleasuring ourselves, like just the idea of understanding our bodies. And, um, you know, I think it's an important conversation and I'm just grateful that you were open enough and you do this kind of work and you shared your, your knowledge with all of us. Thank you so much. It was such a fun conversation. We'll we'll have more time for more next time. Yes, I would love that. Um, Well, thank you for coming on to adulting and we will definitely chat soon. I'll report back with hopefully some (laughs) some adulting wins on this end. (laughs) Oh, thanks, girl. We'll talk soon. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. All right, babe, I know you're a stats guy, so check this out. According to research, men have 20 to 50% more orgasms than heterosexual women during sex. And 75% of women still experience painful sex at some point. And 80% of women experience painful menstrual cramps. Doesn't have to be this way. No, I wouldn't think so. But uh, that's where Foria comes into play. So Foria, uh, you just heard that whole conversation with Kiana from Foria. They are the first brand to address the sexual needs of women across all ages, from enhancing pleasure and access to orgasm to alleviating painful sex, menstrual cramps, and other issues that can impact your sex life. I love hearing you talk about that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird for me, but hey. Um, so listen, we had this conversation with Kiana uh, for a bunch of reasons, but the one that sticks out to me is is just one that I think everybody in a long-term relationship can relate to, and that's just the desire to keep things interesting and a little spicy in the bedroom. I like that. Also, I want to know, you know, a lot of new moms listen to our show, and I know that after having a baby, it's very common to experience pain or challenges and, and have discomfort, um, you know, trying to have sex. And these products really, really help. Um, I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about their product line. So, 
everything is CBD enriched. Their arousal oil, their lubricant, their suppositories, they all support sexual pleasure and comfort and help alleviate issues related to painful sex, menstrual cramps, and menopause. Um, Their arousal oil has thousands of reviews and some specifically with moms. Um, I love their bath salts, their suppositories we've yet to try, but I'm interested (laughs) in them, especially after that conversation. And the best part is their ingredients are 100% plant-based and organic. They have zero fragrances, additives, or synthetics, um, and there's no chemicals on you or in you, and um, that's important to me. And just to clarify, everything you just talked about is from the Intimacy Collection. That's right. All right, ladies, um, this is a game changer, okay? So take advantage of this offer. Foria is offering a special one for our listeners. You can get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash adulting. That's foriawellness.com, F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com slash adulting for 20% off your first order. Go get some. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Okay, uh, we're back. So, um, you know, I alluded to the fact that we're sort of, you know, 10 years in and <laughs> coasting along, just sort of on the surface here. So I'm just curious, what does that mean? And what does that feel like to you? And was I wrong? It means that uh, I'm uncomfortable right now. All right, get it out of the way. No. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot more that we can explore when it comes to sex and sexual wellness. I think we we have played it safe, maybe. I mean, yeah, like I think, okay, we're 10 years in. And the truth is, is that we never really, we never really thought too hard about it. Sure. And I think now it's like, it's like that after school activity that you look forward to now because like school is just like kind of sucky. Mm-hmm. School being like just the day to day grind. Just day to day. Like okay. just the nonstop of our days. I thought being a parent was amazing. No, it is. It's got a lot of amazing points. But what I'm saying is when it's just you and I, that's like yeah. our time to like connect, regroup and mm-hmm. what she said, rejuvenate, which makes me so happy to hear that because mm, juicy juicy but also and i'm sure a lot of people can relate when it when you feel like it's another to do on your list but we need to sort of switch that way of thinking and realize that it's a very rejuvenating experience yeah um and so anyways well, if going I, back if to I'm where i'm gonna be I, super transparent about this like the the sex game has just been like non-existent in some ways but just totally off over the last what 18 months or whatever because it wasn't long after having Gio. Like, had, like the first, like, however many months with Gio was a grind, right? right? And we felt so tapped all the time. And, like, oftentimes the, the sex gets put last, like, at this point in life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then we got pregnant again. So, obviously, there was a sexual encounter in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then And then, like, life just kind of took over. So, then you went through the pregnancy and then... Here she is, and three months in, like, like I said it in the last few episodes, I feel like, like I'm still scared of having sex. I'm scared of the idea that like you could possibly get pregnant again. So we just have to make take the measures to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. But I feel like, like we just haven't had a real chance to like give it a go. You know. Right. I mean, we're, recently we're working around yeah. that piece yeah. of sex, like. 
you know, there's no chance of us having another child based on what we've been doing. Um, but we're still finding our way around it. Abstinence. (laughs) (laughs) But like, is it abstinence if you're still like, still what? Like, (laughs) what do you call it? Like hooking up? Like the kids say doing other things. (laughs) I don't know. You I could never, keep you could okay. keep some things to yourself. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I didn't know the difference actually as a kid. I thought if you like saw someone's private parts, I think you in some ways like certain things are, are more, almost more personal than sex. Absolutely. Right, but that's that's for. I mean, everybody has their own opinion on that. But okay, you're right. I yes. want to come back to our conversation. Like, I don't want to bash myself up or bash us up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the fact that we're ten years in and we still enjoy that time together is a good sign. Yeah. Cause I think the reality is a lot of people wouldn't say that sure. after 10 years. Um, are there like, is there so much more that we can explore and like there's more priority that we could put on it? <laughs> <laughs> Ivory's laughing. <laughs> She's like, yeah, for sure. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. If she only knew one day that- if this is still, you know, on a platform that oh my is, exists, yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be like, oh, "Okay, guys." I just, shut I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it a negative. I think having conversations like the one we had with Kiana and conversations that we can just have alone, like open the door to exploring more, which is only a positive. And then you add things like what what Foria has available, and. Like it's only that's, a positive, all, you that's, know, that's advancing. That's advancing on a, on a whole mm-hmm, nother mm-hmm. level. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, I think I'm proud of ourselves, right? Like been together 10 years. You're right. We enjoy, you know, being intimate together. I but mean, I think also even recently, like we've been much more forthcoming with our feelings and what, um, what the do's and don'ts are. Right. And I, I can't believe it's taken sort of that long, but again, I just feel like the priority has shifted where Mm -hmm. it's that extracurricular activity. You're trying to score some extra credit points, you know, for sure. Not just coasting along. I don't want just like a B average, you know, I'm yeah, "Yeah, I know you do. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm setting that bar for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put some stickers on them. So love extra points. (laughs) What? 4.2. Okay. Just slip that in That's higher than a 4.0. Thank you so much. It's two points higher. Okay. Anyways, um, dude, you try you did you did try to bash me up in that combo a little bit. I what felt did I, I felt like I felt like no, the no, overarching no. story was like, yo, our our sex life is is non-existent and or a little boring, and it's his fault. And I, <laughs> I held back. I held back. I was gonna drop a Molly on him, but I didn't. <laughs> a Molly what? <laughs> a missionary Molly. <laughs> I can't. Listen, I have No, I think I, we just cut the episode right there. Okay, People are going to be no, like, "What I just need to is say missionary thing, Molly?" Like, I I'm not scared to admit that like I just didn't have you know, a ton of practice under my belt. So, mm. you know, what I know is what I know. That you only know what that, you know. Not one thing. Shut your and I got it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. His face is saying it all, you guys. And the fact that I've on me right now, it just almost feels like but the whole thing is is normalizing this conversation. For so. sure, especially for for everybody, but especially when you have a partner that you can be so vulnerable with. Like that's what's so cool about being in a partnership, right? Right, and I still feel like I could look around even in I mean, not to throw my immediate family, but I'm just thinking of people that are in our close circle. It's mm-hmm. like I can't imagine 
you know, certain people even having conversations like this. I just don't think it's as normalized as it should be. And I want to break that stigma because it makes for a much healthier dynamic and yeah, happier. I, mean, I don't know if I ever saw the day that I'd be having a conversation like this, but here we are. You know, See? it feels, feels fine. No, it's fine. 10 years with someone, it better feel fine. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What? I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where we go. Oh, sorry. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up and we'll ask for some five stars. No pun intended. This is ridiculous now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Basically, we got to go. Um, thank you for listening. I'm so curious. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed think. the show. I, I want to have more conversations like this because I Agreed. think obviously people love talking about sex. This is adulting like a mother, father. In mm-hmm. order to become a mother and a father, there is an ordinance to that, right? Something has mm-hmm. to happen to commence that new relationship. And this is what adults need to be more transparent about. Yep, one of the many things. That's correct. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. I can't with the overlapping. It's like you can sense that we're both just dying right now. (laughs) So um, that's it. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.